Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hello, all you wintry wenches. And welcome to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. I'm Little Leah, and with me as always is the angelic, beautiful, everything. Give me a singing contract right now. Carla Wainwright. What's up? Thank you. I would say forever. I know. I had like 90s boy band vibes. Thanks. <laughs> Probably because I was looking back at pictures of me as a teenager wearing my new kids on the block t-shirt. <laughs> Do you still have it? No, no. I still have my Donnie Wahlberg doll, though. He's with Ooh. all my Barbie dolls. Yes. Yes. He has Living the he good has life the, with all the he Barbies. He has the plastic. I've told this story before, but he has the plastic hair, but then he's got, like, the real hair rat tag that comes down in the back. And how, like, it only was, like, t- coming off of our previous episode of Everybody Fucking Everybody, we, there was only Western Ken growing up. But then Donnie showed up. And he was, like, super popular. And Western Ken was left in the dust. So, wow. Two seconds <laughs> in. And like usual, down the goddamn rabbit hole. So, you know what? Let's get started. We're almost at the end of 2022 and we need your reviews. Carla is currently getting the pillow out so that her knees you know, <laughs> are cushioned. It means everything to us. Uh, your reviews help increase our listenership and spread our message. So head over to Apple Podcasts and give us some love, please. And thank you. Yes, that'd be awesome. We'd really appreciate it. I think it's yeah. been a year and it was someone being really petty on the last one. Go look it up if you're in Canada. It's fantastic. Yes. Shout out to the wine mom. <laughs> Shout out to the wine mom. Totally. <laughs> totally. And we know so many of you love the podcast because yeah. we hear it from you. And so, you know, if you could just take 30 seconds, to leave us a review, it would actually mean so, so, so much. So yes. it doesn't even have to be properly like spelled good English. Just be like yeah. me like good and we'll take it. We'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> So the winter solstice, it's almost here. Thank the goddess. The light is going to return, which I can't bloody wait because right now it's depressing as all shit when it's dark at four o'clock. I know. Even at seven o'clock in the morning. So we did a winter solstice episode last year, episode number 41, if you want to go check it out. But there are some solstice facts that we didn't get to share with you. So we're returning to this pivotal point on the wheel of the year and sharing some I was today years old facts with you about the winter solstice, other known, otherwise, blah, 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 otherwise known as Yule. Yep. So yes, I'm totally with you. Bring back the freaking light. Uh, this is what happens when you live in a northern climate. That no yeah, shit. the darkness. We probably said it. this on the last win- the last probably because it's like, such a big oh, deal. It is a big deal. It is such a big deal. It it kind of just yeah everything your whole day night is mm-hmm. influenced by the fact that there's so little light. Anyway, December twenty first is the day when the tilt of the Earth's axis is furthest from the sun which then means it creates the longest night of the year here in the Northern Hemisphere. All of you listening in the Southern Hemisphere, of course, having your longest day of the year. Um, But up here, we are really thankfully now getting a little bit more light every single day for the next six months. And um, interestingly, just as an aside, it is said spiritually that this this next six-month period is the easiest six-month period to really manifest your intentions and desires. So what? Yes. 
Yep. Um, but, you know, I'm pretty sure that all of our listeners knew all the things about the earth being, you know, tilted and far away what? and all those sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to kick off with some lesser known tidbits about the winter solstice. So typically the solstice is on the 21st, like this year, but the date of the winter solstice varies from year to year and can fall anywhere between December 20th and December 23rd, and the 21st or 22nd being the most common dates. And the reason for this is because the tropical year, which is the time it takes for the stun, the stun, the sun to return to the same spot relative to earth is different from the calendar year. And so the next occurring one is on going to be December 20th, will not happen until 2080. Wow. And the next will be December 23rd solstice will not occur until 2303. I know. 2303. That's, yeah, that's like, you know, 300 years away from my well, yeah, it's a, it's a long time away. And you know what? I want to live. I just like the whole idea of a tropical year. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, I would not miss the snow in this bullshit. No, me neither. Me neither. Um, okay, so not only does the solstice occur on a specific day, but it also occurs, occurs at a specific time of the day, which corresponds to the exact instant the North Pole is furthest away from the sun on the 23.5 degree tilt of the Earth's axis. So it's just like this one moment in time in the year. And this is also the time when the sun shines directly over the Tropic of Capricorn. And this year it's going to be at 2148 UTC which is known as, I actually didn't know this, it's coordinated universal time. Um, and uh, that used to be called Greenwich Mean Time, but now it's called UTC. Why isn't it C-U-T? <laughs> cut. Yeah, why isn't it cut? in there and you're good to go. <laughs> and that's the time we're living on 24-7, the C-U-N-T time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so the shortest day means different things, of course, in different places. Like, so in Washington, they they get a whole nine hours and 26 minutes of sunlight, which sounds luxurious mm-hmm. given where we are. Uh, in Helsinki, Finland, they get five hours and 49 minutes of light. In oh, I don't know how to pronounce this. I don't Sorry. know how to All say that either. Kiagavik, formerly Barrow, Alaska. They don't even have a sunrise and they haven't since been November. And the next time the sun oh. will peak over the horizon is January 22nd. Oh, yeah, uh, and the North Pole has had no sunrise since October. Those have to be some tough-ass people. Yeah, it's it's really amazing, really amazing. Um, this is a, actually kind of cool, though, that the Earth is closest to the sun at the winter solstice, even though it doesn't feel like it. Um, in the Northern Hemisphere, the Earth is closer to the sun in early January, so about 3 million miles closer than it is in July. Oh. Yeah, and but the reason is because uh, we we have less sunlight and cooler temperatures because of the way the Earth is tilted, even though we're actually closer to the sun. So three million miles does not give us warmer days. In my mind, I think I'll pretend it does. Yep. <laughs> so the shortest day of the year marks the discovery of new and strange worlds. The pilgrims arrived at Plymouth on December 21st, 1620, to establish a society in which they could worship freely. And on the same day in 1898, Pierre and Marie Curie discovered radium ushering in an atomic age. And on December 21st, 1968, the Apollo 8 spacecraft launched, becoming the first crewed moon mission, if you believe in that shit. I don't know where I lie these days. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) I know. I question everything now. But anyway, it's an important day. 
Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So that was uh, definitely new new news for me. Um, But many of our listeners will know, of course, about Stonehenge and how Stonehenge is aligned to the sunset on the winter solstice, which seriously, again, I want my time machine. This is like, this is like fucking amazing prehistoric magic. Like Mm -hmm. how? So some people say the position of the sun was of religious significance to the people who built Stonehenge. Um, and so that, you know, they they use all kinds of calculations, looking at the sky, the stars, all those sorts of things. But there's other theories that say that the monument is constructed along natural features and just happened to line with it. So it's good luck. I don't believe that. I I think that people who created Stonehenge knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, there's many actually... Um, prehistoric monuments around the world that uh, correspond with, you know, the light does a certain thing on the solstice. I'm going to share two more. So some of Peru's Nazca lines converge with the sun on the winter solstice. So these are 2000 year old lines in Peru and they're massive designs that are etched into the ground, um, plants, animal shapes. You have to see them from the air. Uh, some of those straight lines are as long as 30 miles and oh. some of the plants and, and animals are, um, as large as 1200 feet. It's it definitely look it up. It is so cool. Um, how they knew how to do that and make these incredible images, obviously not having, and they're them. probably like the lines are probably straight as arrows, aren't they? Yeah. So may, maybe they had alien technology, who knows, but it's pretty cool. Um, and up. so they converge, like some of these lines converge with the sun on the solstice. So like, wow, what? just wow, wow, wow. And then we have uh, Newgrange, which is a tomb mound built in Ireland about a thousand years before Stonehenge, and it lights up dramatically during the winter solstice. So there's a roof box above the entrance, and it coordinates with the light from the winter solstice sunrise so that a beam of light travels the 19-meter passage and illuminates the chamber for 17 minutes on the solstice. Who's figuring this shit out? I know. It's like unreal. The attraction is so popular that um, you... Visitors can only gain entrance to the chamber on solstice mornings and a lottery that's held in late September every year. And I bet you those things go like, oh, my God, that's super cool. How long? Okay, first of all, who is doing this and how long did it take them to first like be like, oh, I see a pattern happening. Oh, and if we do this, this and this like that sounds like somebody's lifetime. Oh, probably. And then creating models and then, you know, like, okay, let's test it and see if because, you know, building Stonehenge and being off a few (laughs) degrees would really suck. (laughs) And some thought the world would end on 2012 winter solstice, December 21st, 2012, corresponded to the date of 13.0.0.0.0 in the Mesoamerican, I can't even say this, Mesoamerican long count calendar used by the Maya, marking the end of a 5,126 year cycle. Some people feared this juncture would bring about the end of the world or some other cataclysmic event you got it don't you you remember that 2012 oh god there's a doomsday every other week at this point so really like beyond y2k like i don't remember shit i don't i mean maybe oh they were saying how like yeah the calendar ends yes Yes. okay it's coming back to me now who are you gonna break out as celine dion it's all coming back to me now (laughs) do i look like a celine dion gal (laughs) i don't know if i can be friends with you after that kind of uh (laughs) statement carla <laughs> yes you can and i'm sorry to the listeners at home they're like good for you and i don't shun you for it 
<laughs> but I remember this. So you're right. Y2K was a big deal, but I do remember this. And I remember yes. having a conversation with my friend, Mark, uh, who's my, my oldest friend from childhood who I just saw recently. He's like amazing. But anyway, I remember him, he was so into this and he was telling me how the toasters were going to start glowing in 2012. What do you I'm mean still the waiting, toasters Mark. are going to start glowing? Like the elements inside? Like, or no, what? the whole toaster was going to glow. And so why Mark, just toasters? Why not my blender? He told me toasters. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, okay. Next fact. This is, of course, so as soon as I read this, I'm like, of course, but it's, it's not something it's we think nice. about. Yeah. Every planet has a winter solstice. Okay, so because the solstice has to do with the planet's tilt and orbit around the sun, every planet in our solar system also experiences a winter solstice of sorts. Uh, Although the seasons themselves, of course, look different from ours, the seasons on Neptune and Uranus last decades, while Venus has the shortest of seasons. Yeah, the season on my Uranus has been pretty close for a while. (laughs) Okay, I knew that was going to (laughs) happen. I like the people on TV that say it is Uranus. It is Uranus. Have you noticed that? Yes. No, it's not saying Uranus. It's Uranus. (laughs) It sounds like I'm standing off off a cliff somewhere taking a piss. You're still losing. You're still losing society. Yes. Anyways, mistletoe is especially magic around the solstice. Druid priests believe mistletoe, a parasitic evergreen plant that grows among oak branches, was the soul of the tree. And the high priestess would climb an oak on the sixth night of the new moon after the winter solstice and cut down pieces of mistletoe, which people would wear for good luck and protection from evil spirits. Well, now I want to know how the kissing thing came into it, which we do not have that answer from here, but... No. How did we get that's another thing like how we talk about a lot on the show? It started out here and it ended yes. up here. Yes. Yeah, so if if one of our listeners, if you know, send us a note. We want to know. Um, but I like that kind of ritual, like the sixth night of the new moon after I know, the that was really cool. like very precise. Yeah. Good luck and protection from evil spirits sounds good to me. Um, okay. Many of the celebrations around the winter solstice are about lightness and rebirth. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a pagan myth about the solstice, um, which is uh, about the Norse goddess Frigga. Frigga gave birth to her young son, Baldur, on the day of the winter solstice. And the birth was viewed as giving light to the darkness. So this event is also why the December solstice is known as Mother Night in many parts of Northern Europe. And it's a day that celebrates birth, light and progress. There's a couple of other mentions um, in mythology that uh, include the winter solstice. So we have the Egyptian goddess Isis, who her son is named Horus, and she had him during the winter solstice. Uh, Mithras was um, the unconquered son of Persia, as well as Amaratsu, the Japanese sun goddess, and they were both born during the solstice. Um, we have Hesta, who is the Roman goddess, uh, better known as the Roman goddess Vesta, who uh, doused and delighted the hearth fire on the solstice day. And in Scotland, they call it wish night. And the December solstice is known as a time when wishes are at their most potent. Mm, I like that. Make your wishes, ladies. Uh, European and Asian people, winter solstice ceremonies sometimes included liberal use of 
Amanita mushrooms, notable for their bright red caps with the white dots. Rituals included drying and stringing the mushrooms near the hearth. And one theory uh, posits the legend of Santa Claus sprang from a story of ancient shamans who would collect the mushrooms. Well, this is all making sense now. Dry them and then hand them out as gifts. Oh, I thought they were going to get high. As gifts on the winter solstice, all while dressed in mushroom mimicking red suits with the white spots. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. But one side effect of eating mushrooms is a rosy flushed face adding to the wintry imagery and of course the flying reindeer oh yeah they were high they were high yes have you ever taken that mushroom no oh i have the red one <laughs> yeah the red one with the white i thought that they're hella poisonous and you shouldn't be eating them no well they're hallucinogenic like you don't want to eat like you know a huge omelet with them but yeah you can eat them. <laughs> or maybe you do got to prepare them in the right way okay yep so i i actually love the fact that santa claus may just be the uh <laughs> the embodiment of the amanita mushroom i love that and it, and the story came about because everyone was just tripping balls yeah <laughs> and you all sell it to your children you drug pushers <laughs> uh okay now we got one more here pine cones have special winter solstice symbolism from being worn as fertility charms or burned in the numerous ancient subterranean roman temples known as mithria where the uh, followers of the mithraic mysteries were thought to consume a psychoactive drink known as soma which was made of these pine cones uh, to their deep connection to sacred geometry so some occultists believe the pine cone is a symbol of the pineal gland and the third eye and the portal to spiritual dimensions. Hmm. Well, now I'm going to look at pine cones differently. And obviously we uh, can't do a show called the radical sex, which is with like, you know, some sex, some sexy solstice facts. Say that five times. I know. Sexy solstice well, I feel like this will be facts. slightly disappointing because I actually want to what? make like a whole sexy solstice thing. But you know, no, I could not. I really, I, I looked. I used all my my um, epic researching skills. However, uh, you know, it's the time of rebirth, and it's time where it's cold out, and there's not a lot to all do. All right, so, so people are scronking no. to keep warm and have babies yeah. as the spring pops up. Summer yeah, so I mean, it's good way, good way to celebrate the solstice. You know, do a little sex magic on solstice. Okay, actually, back up. The solstice is a portal, and of course, like just reading through all this. The ancients, all of these different cultures and lineages recognized how energetically powerful the solstice is. And otherwise, they wouldn't have created these amazing monuments. They wouldn't have had all these rituals, all of these things. So, you know, it's got some serious power and potential here. So when you create intentions and you're really purposeful in what you're desiring or wishing on the solstice and you're opening into the possibility of that portal there's some cool shit that can happen. And then if you amplify that with your sexual energy and do some sex magic on the solstice, to me, you're just, you're just, you know, setting yourself up to create some really, really awesome magic. So that is my sexy solstice suggestion. And if you're too lazy for that, you can use it as a pickup line and be like, Hey baby, <laughs> do you want to use your North pole to come into my portal? <laughs> That was really good. <laughs> Do you want to use your candy cane? <laughs> I'm just going to shut the fuck up before. 
you guys so but you and your family you're always into the solstice in a big way and it's kind of like a a yearly celebration for you yes yeah we always do we always do some kind of special intention setting and ceremony um i'm going to be teaching a class a breathwork class and a solstice intention class uh in in town yeah solstice for me is a big deal and i think it's just it's really a good opportunity for reflection on what you are desiring for the next six months. You know, we do that like cyclically with the moon today, mm-hmm. we're recording it's a new moon. So that's a good time to do that. But the solstice too, I think is like an even it's more, even more amplified. So mm-hmm. even if you just light a candle and just let yourself like light a candle and sit in the darkness and just, you know, kind of reflect on like, how are the last six months and what is it that you want uh, to bring about, bring alive in the next six months? Absolutely. That's no, I was just going to point out that's the lazy witchness that I embrace. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh shit, it's a fucking solstice. Better light a candle. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just likely be working and trying to stay warm and just being very thankful that like this day marks the fact that we are moving back towards the light. I know that like everyone's always like, oh, summer solstice, but the summer solstice always makes me sad because I know we're heading into the dark. So if anything, I can be at the end of the day, just grateful that the light is coming back to us. I'm the exact same way. I mean, I love being in summer, but the, the fact that the light's decreasing is a bit of a hard pill to swallow. Yes, it is. (laughs) So next week, uh, is going to be our last episode of 2022. And we are going to maybe have a special guest for you. We're not too sure yet. We're, uh, we're in some negotiations. Can't promise anything. If not, um, I don't know, maybe, uh, Carla and I will get fucked up and smack each other around on air for your pleasure. We're going to find some candy canes for our sexy portals. <laughs> Anyways. I'm little Leah and I'm Carla. We are the radical sex witches and we will see you next time. Hello, witchy listener. It's Carla here. If you're feeling disconnected from pleasure and unfulfilled in life, reach out to me and let's connect on a free call. I love helping women like you shift to owning your sexual power, reconnecting to your body and finding your unique radical sex witch within. Go to CarlaWainwright.com or find my contact info in the show notes. Let's co-create a life for you that is truly turned on.